Hello, my friends. This is Andy Jimenez, uh, Falco Jimenez. Wow, forgot my old, my own name. <laughs> Andy Falco Jimenez, president of the California Parent Alliance and host of the California Parent Alliance podcast. Coming to you live from Orange County, California. Um, this is our fourth uh, podcast episode, although you may be seeing me for the very first time on Facebook in the California Parent Alliance uh, or one of the other Facebook pages you may be watching this on. I'm also on the Andy Falco Show YouTube, Twitter, and on the California Parent, uh, Parent Alliance uh, Rumble uh, account. So uh, all those platforms you can watch this on. And then, of course, we have a podcast, which you can see on our website, uh, not the second, but in as soon as we launch it, which is going to be probably sometime next week. Uh, but if you're on Spotify, you can find the podcast on Spotify by going to California Parent Alliance uh, and just typing it in the search uh, uh, a portion of Spotify you'll find the podcast subscribe and uh, you'll be here in the other uh, parts of the, or the other uh, episodes uh, in that particular podcast area. All right. So um, first, just in case, uh, just for the folks that are on the, the Facebook uh, part of our organization and you've never seen me before. Uh, I just recently got elected to the uh, position of president of the organization. We're very, very busy um, reorganizing uh, just a little bit. We're uh, putting together a new uh, website, uh, of course, we put together a podcast. We have a blog that's uh, currently up. Then uh, again, we'll be making more announcements as, as to where you can find those as soon as they get all set up. But it'll be very shortly. So I just want to give you an idea of what's happening in the background. We have an event uh, that we are putting together and we'll be announcing when that event will be taking place. It'll be taking place up there in Ventura, Ventura County. And uh, I'll be speaking at an event called Brave. Um, and uh, we'll, again, give you more information about that uh, particular event also as soon as we have more information. All right, but that is on Saturday and uh, the location. I'll see if I can find that while I'm doing the show. So I just wanted to, secondly, uh, talk about why I entitled this The Birth of the New Parent Political Party, uh, because I do believe that we have a new party. It's quite possible. <laughs> um, the Democrat Party, uh, I'm a conservative, by the way, and I'm going to explain a little bit further about my feelings about over the years, how my positions have uh, changed a little bit as far as my, um, my view of these political parties. And uh, but let me first address the fact that we have a new party. It is called the parent party. Now, we may be conservatives in the parent party. Some of you may be liberals in the in the in the uh, parent party. But there, there seems to be a, a a party that crosses the lines. Now, again, you could be an independent. You could be a number of other things. Right. But no matter what, if you're a parent, you're seeing the flaws uh, mostly probably in the liberal uh, uh, Democratic Party or the, the the far left or the radicals. You're seeing the, definitely a flaw when it comes to your children in relationship to schools and what's happening in our schools. And we can mostly blame, again, mostly, uh, again, you could disagree with me if you want to, but again, I'm, I, I just, I'm being honest with you. I come from a, a conservative uh, point of view and much of what is happening is from the far left. Now, unfortunately, the Democrats have have um, kind of embraced the far left, so to speak. Maybe not you as a voter, but the political uh, leadership of the Democratic Party has has aligned itself with the left and especially the far left or the radical left. Um, 
There may be a few Republicans who have done that also, but I can tell you also as a Republican, as a conservative Christian, um, I'm not happy with the Republican, all the Republicans either. There's a, a large number of them who have failed us on a conservative point of view, too, and have failed parents, have, have failed us parents, especially when it comes to uh, what's going on in our schools. But the one thing that does definitely seem to have uh, united us or the, the thing that has united some Democrats, some independents, some Republicans is issues in regard to our school. And that's why I say, you know what? I think we might have a little bit of a new party. We may need to call it the parent party. I've uh, kind of, as far as I can tell, I've coined the phrase because I've looked for um, uh, anybody else that may be writing an article about the parent party or, um, uh, you know, some type of blog or some somebody that may have spoke about it on one of the news channels. But so far, I've not seen anybody say, you know what? There appears to be a new party. Um, and so if uh, anybody does uh, alert them that I, I I thought of it first. All right. So uh, oh, we got a comment coming. Hey, Amy, nice to see you. I'm glad that you're joining me here on the very first. It's not really the first, but as far as the first grand broadcast of the California Parent Podcast and uh, live show. Welcome, Amy. Amy's a, a, a friend and somebody who has been following me on the other shows that I do. Called, one of them is called The Andy Falco Show. And of course, the other one's called The uh, Living Fearless Devotional that I do with my wife, Hedia, who is also a board member of the California Parent Alliance. Now, there's a lot of members. I'm not going to go through all the members yet. We'll be bringing some of the members on, the secretary, other board members. We'll be bringing them on and sharing with you who, uh, what everybody's position here is at the uh, California Parent Alliance. Uh, but I did want to come on and just kind of introduce myself, which I've already done. And then I wanted to talk about this idea that we have a very strong presence in this parent party. Again, it's not official. I'm not telling you to abandon the conservative party. You can clearly, in my in my mind, you can clearly abandon the Democrat party and come over to the conservative side. But uh, regardless of, of where you decide to stand on some issues, the one thing we can agree as parents is that we need to protect our, protect our children in the schools. And uh, we know that we are having an impact. We've uh, Parents have been, let's just say, pissed off uh, by... Uh, many recent statements by mostly people from the radical left. And that is, uh, you know, clearly the, the, the most, well, there's two, there's very, there's two very important things that have been said over the last couple um, um, weeks in particular, in regard to the Virginia um, race for governor. And that is one, actually, I'm going to say three now, sorry, I'm going to go with three that more are coming to mind. By the time I get done with this, we're going to have seven, but three right now. One of them is that uh, parents were called, um, domestic terrorists, e essentially, by the attorney general uh, when he wrote a letter saying that he wanted the FBI to investigate parents of school board meetings because they are uh, appearing to be um, domestic terrorists. Now, what that means is that that they are going to use all the tools that, you know, quite honestly, my wife developed as a counterterrorism expert for the government against not just uh, ISIS-K or ISIS or the Taliban, but they're going to use the same tools to go after Americans who simply care about what's going on in our schools. And that 
is one of the first things that really got people fired up, regardless, again, if you're Democrat, if you are um, uh, 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 independent, if you are from the Green Party, if you're a Republican, a conservative, or you're none of those things and you're non-political, but you're a parent, whatever it is, that is the one thing that united us because we're saying, wait a minute, I just care about what's going on with my kids. I'm not a terrorist. I'm upset. And yes, I'm angry, but I'm not threatened to firebomb a, uh, a school board member's house. I've not I've not attacked anybody. I'm just showing up and I'm pissed and I'm angry. And you cannot now call me a domestic terrorist because I'm angry about what's going on with at the schools with my kids. So that's number one. And number two, what happened in the Virginia race is that um, uh, the Democrat uh, running for um, the governor uh, there in Virginia said that parents didn't have any right or any um, any um, any I guess any right is the best thing. I forget the exact wording. If somebody can remember what exactly what he said, let's go ahead and write it on the board um, and a comment. And that is that the parents should not be involved. There we go. Should not be involved in what happens in schools. What? What do you mean in curriculum? They should not even be involved in curriculum and teachers. We, we select the school board members. What are you talking? Of course, we have a say in what happens in our schools. And so that was the second thing. And and then, of course, we have to deal with what's happening with critical race theory. And then what we were being told is that it, it didn't exist. Right. We were hearing that still today. Uh, I've seen uh, many news reports where people uh, uh, in on, uh, MSN, uh, MSDNC and um uh, CNN and what else? Other uh, TV networks are saying that, you know what, this uh, CRT or critical race theory, it's it's fiction. It doesn't really exist. Now, unfortunately, across over here on my other desk, I have a printout from the state of California um, about the teaching of what is a, they're given in another name than critical race theory, but they're calling it something else. Um, diversity training um, and what other all kinds of different names are giving it. Um, but it is a curriculum that is being put together that is going to be pushed out and is going to be forced, as the governor Newsom has always said, that a, a, a child will not be able to graduate from high school unless they've gone through a semester of what would be critical race theory. So to say that it's not being taught, to say that it's a myth, to say that it doesn't exist is a lie. To saying that it is a, it's a racist dog whistle, just the word bringing it up, that parents bring it up. Now, only white parents are the ones that are bringing it up. This is a racist thing is ridiculous. So when we talk about those three things, that the, that the, the parents are now domestic terrorists, if they go to a school board meeting, aren't upset with what's going on. And this, and again, doesn't have to do just with critical race theory. It's called, it's also has to do with mass mandates. It has to do with vaccine mandates. It has to do with sex education. That's pornography all the way down to kindergarten. It's saying that they'll tell kids uh, how to get an abortion and where to go for an abortion and will not have to tell the parents about it. It'll uh, talk to them about, you know, gender, uh, to change their gender and gender surgeries and, and hormones. And will kids again, will be able to, to have these discussions at school and the the school will not tell you about it. Um, these are all the things that parents are upset about. You don't have to be a conservative to be upset about it. You don't have to be a, um, um, you know, a, an independent to be upset about it. You can be a, 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 a Democrat and also be upset about it. So again, I think that the uniting of our country uh, in regard to these issues 
calls for a new party, at least for a name for the group of people that are upset, and that is the parent party. The parent party made a huge difference there in, in um, uh, Virginia with um, um, the, uh, the Republican um, being voted in as the governor. We nearly had a win in New Jersey. And as a matter of fact, we're not sure that we don't have a win, uh, at least for the time being, they're giving it to the other nitwit over there. Uh, but uh, we have a possible win in, you know, in New Jersey, but it may be uh, that they are uh, gonna give it to the other guy. Um, but we also have an attorney general in uh, Virginia. We are a, not attorney general, a uh, governor, um, What's her name? Gosh, darn it. And I'm sorry, I, I came from my truck because my daughter insisted on getting a ride somewhere. <laughs> and I didn't have time to bring up my homework uh, that I did for this particular podcast. Let me see if it, I can come up with it really fast. Um, and I can't think of her name. She has a very interesting name. Um, Governor... Race, hold on. I'm trying to come up with it right now. We got Youngkin, of course. He's the governor. He's the guy who won. And then I think it's a lieutenant governor, is it not? I just can't come up with her name. So, lieutenant governor, uh, a, a fantastic American, ex Marine, um, obviously pro gun. Um, and she uh, ends up winning uh, very strongly. Um, if uh, Amy can, Amy will give me her name. She has a very, I love her name. But um, the thing that's important to understand is that she's an American. Now, everybody wants to point out that she's a black American. And that's really what the, uh, you know, the liberals and the, and the far left want to do. They want to give everybody a color and segregate people by color and make sure that everything is about race. But what we simply did as parents in the parent party is we voted for the person that was going to protect our kids. We don't care if it's a black person. We don't care if it's a white person. We don't care if it's a Hispanic person. As a matter of fact, I believe in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, a large number of Hispanics voted conservative for uh, Youngkin and the unfortunate lady, I can't remember her name, uh, the lieutenant general. And, and, and which everybody thought, well, Hispanics are supposed to vote Democrat. No, again, it doesn't matter. We don't vote that way as conservatives. Winston Sears. Thank you, Charmory. <laughs> Winston Sears. I loved her name and it's, I loved it so much that I couldn't remember what it was. But yes, Winston Sears. Uh, she is amazing. If you have not heard her speak, if you had not had a chance uh, to hear her acceptance speech, if you've not had a, a chance to hear what her background is, look her up. She's amazing. And again, this is the point. The point is that it's not about color. We, we don't vote for color, especially in the parent party. We vote for the person who's going to protect our children. We're going to vote for the person that doesn't want to mask our children for the entire time they're at school. We're going to vote for the person who doesn't force parents to give them a, a, an experimental vaccine when it, they, when children are not the ones who are vulnerable. We're going to give them something. This is what they want us to do. We want, they want us to give us something that's experimental, that's harming children in many different ways. And, and, and simply they are not dying of COVID-19 and to give them something that's harming them to save them from something that's not harming them. It, we, we, we think is totally ridiculous. It also is ridiculous to say that our children are racist or it's, it's ridiculous to say that our children who are not of uh, one of the minorities are an, of an oppressor, that the parents are oppressors are domestic terrorists. 
and then tells a child who's either black or Hispanic or a, a, um, uh, of, uh, Indian descent that they are oppressed. And so now they want us to be forced to tell our children that, Hey, you're oppressed. And you will know that white person, that child, they're an oppressor. They are going to be attacking you at some point. They're going to be holding you back. They're, they're not going to allow you to, 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 um, uh, to become whatever it is you want. They are holding you back from doing that. And that is what they want to be taught in our schools. Now, again, in the parent party, if we have somebody, regardless if they're black or white or Asian or um, American Indian or whatever they may be, um, we don't care about their skin. We don't care. We care about what it is that they are going to bring to the table, to the position that they're going to be elected to, and while they're there, protect our children. It has to tell you something when, uh, when the, um, uh, you know, they bring out the current president who clearly has cognitive uh, issues and, and, and is not liked by even his own party. They bring him out. They bring a past president who's known for being one of the most corrupt presidents we've ever had in, in the case of Obama. And then they bring out the vice president, which they hide most of the time and don't allow her, allow her to do stuff. And they give her jobs that she doesn't do. And they bring out the leader of the, um, the national, uh, the, I guess it's the United States Teachers Union. I'm not sure the exact title. Um, and they bring her out and she's never had children, by the way. And yet she's in charge of the teachers union. They have um, Weingarten, who is a, a communist. They bring them all out in support of the Democratic candidate for governor of Virginia. And and he still loses, number one. But you're bringing people you're bringing people that are not are there. They're none of them are against any things I just brought up. They're not against CRT, which parents are. They're not against mass mandates, uh, which parents are against mass mandates. They're not against vaccine mandates, which parents are. They're not against um, allowing uh, boys who claim that they're girls to now dress in the girls' locker room or, or playing sports against uh, girls, men playing against girls in sports, they're not against that, but parents are. So you, you bring all these people to a rally, supposedly, to hopefully get this, this, this man across the, the finish line. And, you're, and your biggest, your biggest um, not opponent, but the, the voter who's going to be most effective and currently who has, has the mo biggest uproar there in Virginia, and, you're, and you think that that's a good idea, <laughs> you're going you're to bring people in that do not believe anything that the current voter, the people that are going to go out and vote, um, that's who you're going to roll out. The people that, that really hate the parents and dislike the parents that are going to be voting, that's who you roll out. So it really does say a lot uh, uh, about, um, you know, how blind they are and how deaf they are as to hearing what's going on and what it is, who it is the parents are voting for. Uh, and Amy just says that Newsmax just called it for Murphy in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I heard that too on, on Fox not too long ago. And, um, um, it is a little bit upsetting, but you, you got to also understand that there, that a, a Republican should have never even had a chance, right? They, they, the, the Murphy should have been so far ahead from as none's not Cicerilli, but it's something very closer at Cicerilli or Chicerilli or something like that, who was the Republican, that Murphy should have been so far ahead on just on a, even on his worst day, 
that it shouldn't even been close. So the fact that it's close, the fact that we think that it's quite possibly that Murphy really didn't win, <laughs> that there's some shenanigans that went on because I hear that they also shut off the voting late last night and then brought it all back up this morning that something may have happened overnight. Who knows? It is possible. But that it was even that close that they had to possibly even pull some shenanigans is telling you a lot that many of these uh, uh, these people are chit Urelli. Thank you. Ch chit Urelli. <laughs> Thank you, Amy, for sending it out for me, because <laughs> a whole number of other things could have come out of my mouth that uh, would not have been appropriate for this podcast. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the fact that it was close, this tells you a lot that, again, they're they're deaf to what is really upsetting parents. You've united parents in a, in a, in a, in a, in a party, uh, which again, I'm calling the parent party, which doesn't care about your liberalism. It doesn't care about your conservatism. All they care is about their kids. And, and that's how they're voted. Now, the reason I bring this up and why it's so important here in the California Parent Alliance is what the, the name of the show is. You're saying you're talking a lot about Virginia and, and New Jersey. What does that have to do with California? I, I want to give you hope. I want to give you the idea that there is some very positive things happening around the country that should be looked at as what can happen here in California. As long as we continue to be strong, as long as we continue to go to uh, school board meetings as we have been, because there's a number of school board school boards across the United States that have flipped and, and gone conservative. Many of them. I know one in Pennsylvania, which a friend of mine actually ran for school board and he won. He's he's clearly a conservative. Um, and New Mexico even had a school board district uh, a, a, in a district. The school board flipped and went mostly conservative and in uh, throughout uh, the United States, a large number, Ohio, I think I heard of another one. And so uh, it's going to spread. We didn't have any elections here as far as I know for school board here in California, but I'm just telling you, you got to stay strong. 2022 is coming up and I, I want to give you hope. I, I um, Some people just get so upset and get so worried and they're moving out of state. They're pulling their kids out of school. And I understand why you're doing that. But I'm, I'm asking, I'm begging many parents to continue the fight here in the public schools because not everybody can leave the public schools. I know that you can. I know that you can probably afford a private school. You can afford um, to homeschool and one of the parents stay home and do the homeschooling. Um, and, and there's co-ops that you guys are creating, that kind of stuff. I understand that but i'm just i'm i'm just saying stick around stick through it maybe temporarily put your kids into a homeschooling uh, uh program but be prepared to come back be prepared to fight to bring back um uh, some common sense and some sanity back into our schools and it will require you to stay and fight even if possibly you did pull your kids out and did and did do that uh, i know here in uh, placentia lorbanon school district there's some like two or three thousand kids that have been pulled out I, that could be uh, high. I'm not telling you that's exact, but I know it's in the thousands. So I know thousands of kids since COVID have turned over uh, and left schools and gone into homeschooling. Um, um, the problem is, again, if you leave only liberals to run the schools, then we will never get back. It'll never happen. This is the time for us to stay and fight. This is the time for us as parents, regardless of your political party. All we need you to be a member of is the parent party. The parent party will make the difference here in California and it will begin to change things. And so it's so important for you to stick together. Uh, this isn't a, uh, a biblical um, show, but I do want um, to share with you um, a, a Bible uh, passage here from Revelations 21.8. 
Revelations 21.8, and it says, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now you're asking, Andy, why are you reading this to me? What, what do I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an atheist or no, I'm not, I'm a Christian, but you may be saying I'm an atheist. I'm uh, a Scientologist. This means nothing to me. But what I wanted to read to you is, is this affects everybody. Just understand that in a, a, in a faith like Christianity or Catholicism or any, any other faith that uses this Bible, and, and that understand that in our faith, the worst thing you can be is a coward, according to God. Right. And so in our world, that really also is really a bad thing. If you uh, join the military, one of the not one of the worst, the worst thing you can be in the middle of a battle, you know, and you're in a foxhole with your friends. The worst thing you can be in the foxhole is a coward in this world. God believes in Revelation 21, eight, and he puts it first because it's the very first thing. It's in front of faithless. It's in front of murderers. It's in front of sexual immor immoral immorality. Being cowardly, but as for the cowardly, it's the first thing that he says. The one thing I'm learning about parents, regardless of what party you're in, regardless of what party you're in, the one thing that I'm seeing is that parents are not cowards. Parents are not cowards. And I'm, I'm begging you and I'm suggesting to you that if we're going to win this fight is that you continue to not be a coward and you go to a school board meeting. You go there and hold a sign. You go there and stay there, even though they tell you to leave. Now, again, I can't guide you on, on any legal matters. I'm, I'm a former police officer, 21 years, but my, but my experience in these school boards is that one of the things they may be able to do is have you arrested for trespassing. As long as you don't throw a blow at somebody, as long as you don't, you know, throw something at somebody or do something stupid. If you're standing there and they're telling you, you know what, we're not going to vote as long as you're in this room and they tell you to leave and you refuse to leave. The one thing they may be able to do now, there's some question whether they can do that. Again, being a police officer, somebody would have to, to place you under private person's arrest. They, the school board president, whoever's in charge, maybe the school district super, uh, superintendent, he would have to go to you along with a police officer and say, I'm placing this person under private person's arrest for trespassing. In California, that's where I was a police officer. The, 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 the worst they can do is handcuff you, put you back to police car. But in the end, they would give you a citation and release you uh, there. It is very rare unless you don't have an ID. Again, unless you resist, unless you, um, you know, um, you know, bump somebody with your head or throw something out of it. Just as long as you don't do any of those things, the likely scenario is that you will be given a citation for a court hearing. And then you'll have to go before the court and say, hey, did you refuse to leave? Yes. Well, your fine is a thousand dollars and um, community service what have you. The likelihood of that happen, because uh, it happened to me, um, is very small. Uh, in the end, in the time that they told me that I had to leave and I refused to leave, they just called the meeting and then they just turned off the lights and then everybody left. Um, and so um, that is the worst. Don't fight. Don't threaten with injury. Don't threaten. You can tell them that you're going to vote them out, right? Just don't threaten them. But the most important thing is don't be a coward for your children. Be there at the school board meeting, be there at the schools when something needs to be said, be there for your child, be there at a rally that may be down the street from your school, be there 
at the um, uh, county supervisors meeting when they're deciding what they're going to do as far as mandates in your county. Be there for your child and don't be a coward. Because why? Because God hates cowards. In the military, they hate cowards. In the police department, we hate cowards. We despise it. It is the worst thing you can do. Your children don't want you to be a coward. Give them something, to somebody to look up to. Do not be a coward. Um, Charmarie says, Sheriff Barnes would not pull up with the, or put up with this. Uh, too bad it's Placentia PD. Yeah, Char. You know, I, I don't know. Again, I, I was in the room. They told me to leave. I refused to leave. They, they just simply shut the door. Placentia probably, the reason they did that, Placentia said, listen, you don't want to arrest a parent. <laughs> Most police officers, again, in California, if I know my California brothers and sisters where I was a law enforcement officer for 21 years, what we do when somebody says, hey, I want to arrest this person, you, you tell them, hey, listen, you, you're going to put this person under arrest. You, you are liable for a a." a civil suit. If, if they win and they are not um, prosecuted, you will be opened up for some liability. If something happens to them, say, say something happens on the way to the jail and the car crashes and you know, I die or I get into a car accident or uh, something happens and I trip and fall because my hands are handcuffed. I fall on my face. Again, there's all these things that could possibly happen. And in most cases, what we do as law enforcement, I would say when we see that this isn't going to end well, that we will tend the person that wants to arrest somebody for some something because it's called a private person's arrest and they have, they can do that. And again, the police officer has the option of not, they have to accept the arrest, but not this writing a report. They don't even have to cite you. They can take your report. So uh, answering Charmarie here uh, in the sense that placentia, I'm betting because I was not handcuffed because they did not go through with the private person's arrest that I'm, I'm guessing that the police officer probably said, you know what? You can do that. And I do have to accept your arrest, but I wouldn't do that if I were you, because there is um, uh, you are liable for, you know, this arrest and you it's on you. Uh, the, the district's not going to support you. You are making a private person's arrest. <laughs> you are making a private person's arrest. So really think about what you want to do. And that's when they decided, I think, to back off. So um, I hope that made sense, Shar. And I hope I uh, didn't. Um, um, uh, confuse uh, the situation at all. All right. Uh, the next thing we want to make sure is to understand, I just simply want to get back to the California Parent Alliance simply wants to get back to um, uh, four essential things. And there's more, but at least the four essential things are this. And that is that we want to, we want schools to go back to teaching kids how to read, write, count, and think how to think, not what to think, how to think. We want the schools and teachers to go back to simply teaching our kids to read, write, count, and think. How to think, critically think. That's an important distinction. We want the teachers to teach their kids how to think, right? How to think, how to think through a problem, how to have critical thinking, how to debate, how to research information and then, and then consume that information and then to regurgitate the truth how to regurgitate truthful history about what happened in our country, right? Um, how to think, right? We do not want our teachers teaching our kids what to think, to think about, you know, that there's 30 different sexes, that, that uh, you're racist, that someone's an oppressor, that someone is oppressed, right? We don't want to teach them um, what to think. We want to teach them how to think. So important. So we want to make sure that that gets taken out of schools altogether, it's, that's not what's happening right now. We know that's not what's happening. I know that the, the idea that is being given to people 
right now is that critical, like I said earlier, that critical thinking is or not critical thinking, critical race theory is not being taught, that it's not a real thing, that it's a, it's an imaginary thing made up. No, we know that it's real. Um, I, I want to um, share with you, hold on, I'm going to bring it up on my Facebook page here. And it is just something that I just got sent to me that I want to make sure and, and share with you why this is important. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen here. And hold on, so sorry, this takes a couple clicks to get there. And there we go. All right, so why is it important? Why is it important that we understand what curriculums are and what is being called for for our teachers to teach? And when it comes to critical race theory, and when I went through the curriculum, which I printed off of the California education, uh, 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 education site, and that is the curriculum that they're planning on teaching K through 12, it says very much on there, K through 12, is that it gives guidelines of what's supposed to be taught. And it tells teachers, you know what, what you want to do is you want to set up an exercise where the certain demographic of your classroom really begin to think about their whiteness and their privilege is what it says in the thing. And, and what that does, it leaves room for the teacher to decide how to go about doing that. At least in what I read so far, it's only giving them, this is what you need to do. It doesn't tell them how to do it. So you may have a conservative teacher. You may have a teacher that kind of understands, okay, what we wanna do is discuss that there are some different races back in our history, some things, um, some very bad things happened. It was horrible to have slavery. It was not good. And, and uh, many slaves were mistreated and they were whipped um, and they were sold and separated from their families. That is a very dark time in our world's history, not just the United States, but in our world's history that still goes on today. It is not happening here in the United States. As a matter of fact, the United States is one of the one of the least racist countries on the planet, and it's one of the most generous countries on the planet. That's what you really have to know, right? And so you can have a teacher that would go and teach this in a way that children could um, um, understand what's really going on in the world, teach the truth about it. But then let's say you have another teacher who has an agenda, who really goes in and says, you know what, you white kids over here, you go on this side of the room, you are oppressors, you're holding back this side of the room, and you should be ashamed of yourself. As a matter of fact, you need to check your white, white privilege at the door before you come into my classroom every day. Do you see how the same subject, the same issue, depending on the teacher's point of view, is now teaching a child what to think, not how to think, right? Using real history, real um, um, uh, facts about our country and about what's happening in our country and what's happening in our country is so different than teaching children something that is completely not true. Those children that are white are not oppressing the children on the other side of the room. They're not. Right. There is. Is there bullying? Yes. That's a whole nother subject that gets handled one on one with the um, the parents that are involved in the bullying and is taken, um, uh, you know, through the the system of the vice principal and the principal and the disciplinary actions. That is not a class that is taught when bullying is, is found out. It doesn't become a class or curriculum to affect everybody to say, okay, because a, a, an Hispanic kid is the bully. Now, now all, now all the Hispanic kids in the school now don't become bullies. That's not how it works. And so the, my, my point again, being is that this is a problem. If you have it such just, um, 
such broad curriculum that allows teachers to make up stuff and to teach something that's not true. And here's my point. All right, here's, a, here's, here's something that's going to make my point for me. And that is this right here. This is, and it's going to be very hard to see, but I wanted to show you that was definitely on my, uh, my Facebook page here. And that is um, a, a post, and it's a teacher in our school system here in Placentia Yorblina School District. And it, it, this is a teacher in one of our local high schools, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And she writes, and I'm not sure where she wrote this, but it was shared to me. This is something she wrote and it says, not sure where this parents should control what is taught in schools because they are because they are our kids is originating. But parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to a hand-selected private school at their own expense if this is what they desire. The purpose of a public education in a public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to know. The client of the public school is not, oops, sorry, is not... Oh my gosh, it messed up there. The, the client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community, the public. Are you kidding me? Did you just hear? <laughs> Did you just hear that? Did you believe it? That is the problem. That is a teacher that wrote that. That the parents have nothing to do with it. That it's not. If you want to have any say in what goes on in your child's, pay for a private school. Don't, we're, you're, we're going to take your taxes, parent. And we're going to use the money that you pay into taxes in our public schools. But then you now spend more additional money going to another school so that you can tell them how to teach. But don't tell us to teach. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to teach what the community, who's their community? Depends where you live, right? If do you live in CHOP, if you live in CHOP, that community gets to now um, you know, uh, teach your children that they're racist, right? That community wants you to teach white children that they are um, oppressors. That community wants to teach your children that you cannot get an A. As a matter of fact, we're going to give your A to somebody else because you are privileged. All these things are currently happening. If you don't think they are, then you need to do some homework and you need to find out what's going on. But there's the problem. There is the issue that we have um, uh, going before us. Uh, I believe she is a Travis Ranch teacher. Yes, uh, LMO, elementary and junior high uh, in your blend, Travis Ranch. Sorry. Yeah, for some reason, my post went a little haywire there. I couldn't bring up the actual post. Let me see if I can do it another way because I got to find what that original post said. Oh, there it is. I found it. Sorry, I had to look at another place just in case anyone wants to know what our Placentia Urban School District Travis Ranch school teacher thinks about parents. Yes. So, yeah, Travis Ranch, which is a school here in Placentia Urban says it is to teach them what society needs them to know. But the entire community and the public and there it, it depends where you live. That is that's the important thing. Um, and so, again, parents, don't be a coward. Come to your uh, go to your school board meetings. Be there, speak out, stand at the podium, tell them what you feel, get your friends, tell them that they need to go there, hold a sign, go to a rally, write emails, tell your school district uh, superintendents what they need to know about what you want and what you don't want. Uh, we have a few school districts who have who um, decided not to uphold the mandates and they voted against them. And uh, we have others that are afraid. We have some uh, superintendents. No, we can't do that. It's it's a mandate. A mandate is not a law. A mandate is not a law. You can go against those mandates. You may find yourself in a fight, but they're cowards. 
The superintendents are cowards. You have some members of the school board who are cowards. They go, well, we don't want to go against um, this mandate. You know, the county may come after us. Uh, The governor may say something bad about us. They they may fine us. Let them fine us. You just, um, the Placentia Open School District want to pay $60,000 for a, a person to speak at one assembly to teach children about the, the Black Lives Matter um, uh, company, not that Black Lives Matter, we know that they do, but Black Lives Matter Corporation, they had somebody they were going to pay $60,000 to teach that, that, that the uh, nuclear family should not exist. They're going to pay somebody $60,000. So you're going to pay $60,000 for somebody to come teach your children that the nuclear family should not exist and that white people are oppressors and that black children are oppressed. You're going to pay $60,000 for that, but you're not willing to push against or push back against something because you might get fined $1,000 from the county or from the, the, the governor because it's a mandate, which is not a law. You got to be kidding me. So we need to stand. We need to stand strong as a one party, the parent party. The parent party needs to stand strong. Join us at the California Parent Alliance and be there uh, with us. Um, we have a, a our old web, website is still up. You can still subscribe. Go there, put your name and email address in there. And I showed you the uh, the banner where that one said, let me put it back up. It's uh, right here. All right. Go to the California parent Alliance.org, California parent Alliance.org. Go there. That's our logo. You'll recognize it when you get to the website, go there. And on the right-hand side or down below is a place where you can put your name and email address and at least get on the subscriber list. And then once we put up the new website and give you the new information, we have a blog, we are going to have a, um, Uh, Of course, our podcast, we have a training program that I'm putting together right now for your first steps to go to a school board meeting. So you know what to do, what to expect at a school board meeting. I'll be completing that program. And within the next week or two, we should have the new website up with all that stuff available for you to to opt into and to begin to um, use and to begin to get knowledge and educated on what's happening in here in California. And that way, when you do go to a school board meeting, you know what to do, how to do it, and uh, some of the issues that are important. You'll have some of the, the background behind them so that when you get there, you'll be educated and be able to handle all that kind of stuff. All right. So again, thank you for joining me on the very first of these shows and um, continue to watch. We'll have our guests on. We're going to have some of the other board members on that have strengths uh, in different areas. We're going to have some events coming up. We have a big event coming up. It's going to be held. The first one's going to be held in Ventura, I believe, in Simi Valley. That's going to be our first one. We just had one there, I think it was about two months ago. It was huge. It was standing room only. Had some great speakers there. They were talking about some very important things that we needed to know. The next one will be coming soon. We're going to be scheduling it very shortly. We'll let you know what that is. But you have to go to the CaliforniaParentAlliance.org or go to the website and put in your information. Stay tuned. Go to the Facebook page. Uh, If you're not there now, go there and subscribe and make sure you get notified when we go live or when we put a post up to let you know what's going on. We have a um, Telegram, right? Telegram or Telegraph. I always forget. It's whatever that app is. Telegram or Telegraph. Go there uh, and and put a search in. Um, uh, We'll be putting a new presence up there too. We have a Twitter. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have all the places. Go there and stay tuned for the announcements uh, of the stuff that's coming up. Again, our last event that we had uh, before I was president was huge. Uh, it was standing room only, had great speakers, um, and uh, you uh, will not want to miss the next one. It'll, it's going to be awesome. All right. So go there, and then uh, we will make sure. I'm sorry, looking at comments here. Hey, Charmory, thank you for the info on the website. You're awesome. 
Yes, thank you for joining us and uh, share this out. Let other people know what's happening. We are going to really, we're going to blow this up and we want to have as many people as possible at every one of your school board meetings. Not to mention the Placentia Open School District, which is the one that uh, my children go to. Oh, just one last thing, in case you didn't know, I have I have uh, five children currently in schools, two in elementary school, one in junior high, two in high school. Um, and so this means a lot to me. If you're wondering, like, what do you know and what do you care? Uh, it's because I, I still have kids and they're and they're all in school and uh, I want to make a difference. This is my my calling, I believe, in addition to our devotional that I do with my wife. All right. So um, that's uh, this Andy Falco Jimenez. Uh, coming to you again live. If you're listening on the podcast, of course, it is not live, uh, but make sure you too uh, pay attention to what's going on with our um, uh, our organization. Again, call it California Parent Alliance. Go to our website, californiaparentalliance.org and uh, see what we have going on. All right. Again, we'll keep you abreast as to what needs to happen uh, coming up. Uh-oh. Where did my, where did my video go? Hold on. My video, my video disappeared. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've worked on it all day. I, I cannot leave without my, oh, here it is. Are you ready for this? Here we go. All right, my friends, we'll see you later. Take care. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh man, that's the intro. So I'm going to only play the, I'm going to play the intro for the outro because on the podcast, all they'll hear was the music. Ignore what it says there. That's show starting shortly. Ignore all that. But I do want to play the outro music for the podcast. So uh, listen to the music, but ignore what it says on the screen. All right. Talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye.